0: Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Number two episode of 2019. 2019. Karen hey. too with me. What's good? JB with what's me. What's good? Gang shit. And um, we got a special guest in the building here today. Bros work with Drake, Thug, Kevin Gates, Gunner, Wayne, Meek, Wiz. Please welcome Brick to Man. Yo, what's good? what's good? What's good? And there's more than just those ones I named too. That was just, you know. Is it? <laughs> that was just some of the big <laughs> ones. What's good though, bro? All
1: hey, right, everything good, bro. Just okay. got to Atlanta. Ready to get it popping,
0: you know. You don't. You're not really in Atlanta too uh, too often anymore, huh? Nah, 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 nah. I think I'm
1: gonna lock in though. I've been doing some good sessions lately, so I'm gonna lock in for a little bit. Right. Where are you ma- Where are you mostly now? Well, I'm based in the UK. I'm based in London. So, oh, mm-hmm. for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's crazy. What, what? Like what? 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 What's your day to day out there in the UK, Well,
1: It's it's hectic. Like I wake up, I have my schedule set. I have this session, this session, this session. It's basically session hopping. Just I really then, I don't want to say I took over the UK, but like I'm real, I'm in the culture, like I'm a figure over there for
2: sure. How did you even get out there? Like, were you did you were you born in the UK? You or you said you was from Atlanta? Or I'm from from Georgia. Georgia. So how did you end up in UK? Well, I was on
1: tour with Drake, Uh and it was a UK tour. I was on tour with Thug, and he was on the tour. So that's how I first got out to the UK, and we did like all the cities. Mm -hmm. We did Mm -hmm. London like five, six, seven, eight times. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just started meeting,
3: obviously Everybody all right
1: the there. biggest rappers, all of the label heads. I just built a
0: foundation there. You know what mm. I'm saying? And then I just kept going back, like you know. So you actually like you live out there? You got a place out there and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that's a place. Okay. And then, so are you mostly working with UK artists or American artists when they're over there? Like, well, when I'm over there, I'm working with mostly
1: UK artists. But however, we got internet. Like, it ain't just
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. wherever. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, so what, what? what's, like, one of the main differences between the, the culture and the market over there versus America? Okay, so
1: more money here. If you making music to make money, stay over here. Really? If you... I mean, the cultures are totally different. It's night and day. Yeah. That's the main reason I stayed over there because of the culture. You liked it? Yeah, hell yeah. Wait, I, am I cussing or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so basically... Let's say out there and you go out to the club or something, right? Yeah. And you hear the radio or anything. It's happy music. Everybody dancing, the girls dancing, everybody having a good time. It's got melody, it's amazing lyrics, dopes, crazy beats. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to here, if I walk in the club and you like bump my shoulder, I got to kill you apparently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I just like the, it's just vibes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That I can't get here. Mm. Mm. They don't, they don't have, like, the strip club culture there. It's more of just African, Jamaican, just vibe. You know what I'm saying?
2: Now I heard a lot of people, or a couple people, say that uh, European producers are a couple years ahead of American producers. They're sick, bro. For real? Because they're allowed to get past what we can't get past. And what do you mean
1: by that? Like, they can. I pretty much went over there to open up my creativity limit. Because here, it's like, okay, we're making trap beats, but they're like, don't make something too different. You have to stay and make this type of beat in order to, for it to be accepted. However, in the UK, I, I play keys and stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I want to play happy stuff as well. I want to yeah. do all this kind of stuff. So that allowed me to open up and really dig into the, the musician that I am, mm. as opposed to just making trap beats at bass and snare and every day. Ten times a day, like
2: you think, because they have like a. They're so influenced by electronic music over there. That's their main influence. No, like, no, 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 no. The main influence. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: in the UK, it's hella Jamaicans and Africans. Oh, okay. Bro. Like, so they all have the unique. It's it's hella like Indians, Turkish people, it's like a melting pot. Yeah, it's a melting. pot. It's it like more diverse? A New York,
0: kinda. It's really yeah, really it's diverse. crazy diverse.
1: So. Everybody brings a little bit of their own culture, and it makes the music just sweet. Like, so you feel like you feel like you put some Atlanta sauce over there. Yeah, that's why they want me because <laughs> yeah. they do want to sound American. Yeah, but when I come over there, I'm the authentic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now you are doing a more production out there or engineering? Like, what's it what's it, what's it looking like out I'm there?
1: I'm not engineering anymore. I just mm-hmm. producing, producing. Retired. Producing. I mean, I just had this. Elevate from engineering, bro. Like mm. engineering's great. I'll do some mixing, but all that sitting in front of the computer until my eyes fall out—that shit. Is. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But would you say engineering, like, really was a? Uh, uh, did you say? Would you say it really helped your career in the beginning? Like, how oh, absolutely. Because get- engineering helped me. Because when when I'm doing a session,
1: I'm a controller of the music that's playing. It mm-hmm. might be an artist walk in. I'm doing a session. I have my beats playing when he walk in. Right. Yeah. I'm just engineering is low key the not the best way to get placements but it's definitely it's like a secret you know what i'm saying if yeah. you're engineering and then they really start trusting your engineering skills and you're dope yeah. they're gonna
0: be like hey you make beats Hell yeah, yeah facts so uh, like, go ahead oh, yeah, yeah. who who are some of like like have you ever been someone's full-time engineer or is it kind of most of you just freelance and like tell us about you know the history of your engineering career okay history of my engineering career well i was kevin gates engineer
1: on the first album that's how mm. i got a track on that mm. um i was thugs engineer for two years after alex mm. and that was uh intense to say the, <laughs> say the least we did two tours together like two and a half tours together i was with him every single day like one the tour bus his bed right there my bed right there is me yeah. we, the tour bus was like me Gunner, wheezy tm keys Strick. And another camera guy. And it was just like we had a studio on the bus and then we're just recording all day. Then we go do the show. Then we get back on the bus. We gotta drive 10 hours to fucking Mexico City or whatever. Right, whatever right. the next show is, and we're just recording, working on the bus.
0: Man, that was nuts, bro. <laughs> what are um like what are some of the pros and cons of, of going on tour with a major artist? The pros is it's lit. The cons <laughs> is your life is over. <laughs> your life
1: revolves around that tour now. yeah you're on tour <laughs> yeah, yeah. like if you have a kid you can't go on a tour yeah. if you have like any responsibilities at all it's a wrap cause oh, you're yeah. gone Yeah, city to city you're gone you're working mm-hmm. you, like it's only a couple
0: beds on the bus so if you're in one of those beds you're working mm-hmm. you know ain't nobody just hanging out yeah and I know you said um, that one the, the single you had with uh the artist named Pressa yeah you said, uh, and, and no, 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 no. The the one with Baku, mm-hmm. you said that came from you engineering on tour, right? Yeah. So is that a case? Is there more songs that have been resulted because you were yeah. on tour doing it? Yeah, year? hell yeah. This was good. Like, I did that song off engineering.
1: Damn near all my songs came off engineering. Yeah. Because mm. then they start trusting me and they like pull some beats up bricks every time I go in the studio. You know what I'm saying? And then I start pulling up beats and then we just recording. Basically, mm-hmm. and my face card is
0: God level. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, talk to us about, uh, I know you said in one of your interviews, there was a, a whole interview kind of base. You were in one of the studios that you said you built with your bare hands. Yeah. Uh, my question was going to be, is that studio still around? But obviously not, because, you know, you're not even in American. It movie. is, but I sold it. Okay. Oh, so you Apex? someone else? Yeah. Somebody else has it. Oh, <laughs> What's the name
1: of it? Apex. Apex. Oh, Apex? I'm sure his Apex name's something different there. now. You used to go up there. Yeah, yeah I used mean, yeah. to little Lil Tim in there. Yeah. Bro, a little Tim. So, you
0: know who was up there. At least a lot of legends came out that studio. That's the one that's kind of like a house setting, right? Mm-hmm. And they got the sliding glass door in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember Apex. Yeah. That's crazy. I like, I like that studio. I didn't like,
3: you, know you built it, though. You built it. Yeah. With
0: Apex with your bare hands. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. I didn't start building it with my bare
1: hands, but the yeah. guy who was building from me was like, man, he was, had to be on something. So, yeah. I was like, okay, how about this? I'll build it. Yeah. and then mm-hmm. I just I seen what he was doing and I just built
2: the whole thing like so you for yeah. real like got in a bare hand yeah like, I build, built it yeah. so
1: much to where people start paying me to build a studio mm-hmm. wow. yeah. and I built two studios for other people like big ones and I was eating but I was like but I gotta use my brain this is breaking my right, right.
0: yeah <laughs> too much labor <laughs> whoa <laughs> the studio contract you the- <laughs> know yeah that I was I did that a couple times that was cool whatchamacallit um so when you were running Apex was it uh just for your personal, were you renting it out to the public? Oh, no, it was a public studio. Public studio. Everybody came through there. Tell us about some of the pros and cons of having a public studio. Okay. I'm making money. hmm That's without a doubt. That's what allowed
1: me to start branching out and going to other places because I'm making money there. The first place I went was LA. I'm like, so I went to LA and I'm making money at the studio. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to like, you know, it just made it easier for me to maneuver around. Yeah. But so that's a pro. A con is you the boss. So anything that happens, it falls on you. Right. Anything that breaks, you're paying for it. All the equipment you're paying for it. It somebody all that stuff. build yeah. on the, the board, you're paying for it.
3: Yeah. You know mm. what I'm
1: saying? If anything happens at that studio, God forbid. Right. That's your property. Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You have to hire, hire a staff. And, I mean, the competency level of,
3: <laughs>
1: you know, assistance is not high. Yeah. And uh, but overall, it was good. I, I really was tripping, though. I don't want to talk about this too much, but <laughs> I was I didn't until I went to the UK and started working. I didn't know that I was tripping because we're in Atlanta and obviously I'm working with Joe dealers and Killers. Nigga, like, We in Atlanta, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So we all it might be somebody booth with the AK-47.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is no, we're in Atlanta. That's normal. Right. But I didn't know that that's crazy yeah. over
2: yeah. there.
1: Mm. I'm looking back at my life. In America, I'm like, I was tripping. Yeah, I'm in there with, this is my studio. I got the keys, pocket money in my pocket. And I'm in there. Everybody got guns. Everybody yeah. high. I didn't know I was tripping. I was tripping. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again.
2: No. So now you'd have like a strict policy. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I couldn't do it here. No way. Was it
0: the, the stress level? You know, like all the stress that come with entrepreneurship in general. You know what I mean? Having a public studio. I learned a lot. Yeah. I got taught by this guy named Ty
1: Harris. And I don't know if you're familiar with Seth Furkins, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but yeah, I came up under them, okay. and they kind of taught me the ropes of how to run the studio. And I used to be the guy running to the store and getting these chips for people. Yeah, like let's like prime example. Let's say like I don't know if y'all are familiar with this producer named Sham, but it was him and he was working on uh, "Who Can Stop Me?" on "Watch the Throne" mm-hmm. for Kanye. And I'm like outside the door, just listening to, just, just sweeping up, but I'm just soaking
0: it in. They're teaching me how to work all the equipment.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: So, um, this is our second episode of 2019. You know what I mean? We we uh, definitely want to uh, hit a motivational note here. And I know on your Instagram, you had a post uh, where you had posted a picture of an old tourist that yeah. you actually said that you had lived in. Um, can you just talk about, you know, what was going on in your life at this point in time? How did, you know, how did the situation come about? I mean, I was tripping. I was young, you know,
1: Regular Atlanta stuff people deal with. I'm going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Wasting money, not being smart at all. And then I happened to find myself living in the whip. You know what I'm saying? They put me out my spy or whatever. Had to like throw all my stuff out. I just had the whip. So I just took my Yamaha's, and my laptop, and just whatever, put it in the whip. I mean, it's super personal. Yeah. But it was like I was so happy when I had late night session, cause I could just sleep in the studio. Oh man, that was mm-hmm. life. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew I was living in the world. I didn't say this until, you know, years later. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I was still fresh. And niggas ain't know. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's just a part of the grind, like the ups and downs. And I had reached the bottom of the bottom. So only place I had to go was up, really. Yeah. And that kind of pushed me to, you know.
0: How long were you in that situation? And like, uh, what? Like, what was the next step? Like, how did you? Did you get an apartment after that? Did you <clears throat> end up staying with somebody? Like, without well, yeah, mean, I, I, I got an apartment that. after that. Okay.
1: I was in the whip like around two months, Mm. but I was stacking. You know what I'm saying? I was just stacking my bread because obviously I don't have no fucking bills. I'm living in the car. (laughs) So (laughs) I stacked my bread up enough until I can afford to get a place, and then I got a place, and then my big homie Ty, he was like redoing the studio, so he had some old furniture from the studio, and I took that and then started from there. He really, I don't want to say he saved my life, but... He helped me a lot, bro. He taught me every... When I met him, I didn't even know what Pro Tools was. I didn't even know what Vocals was. You know, he taught me a lot
0: of stuff. When you um, when you were going through this situation, did you have a regular job that you were working in? Or No, I never had a job in my life. Uh, so you were... Were we making money off of engineering and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, engineering beats selling beats only. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get a job, but they like, you don't have no job history. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Would you would you recommend to someone who they might be in a situation where they live in a city and they're like, yo, I'm gonna go to Atlanta, whether I gotta sleep in my car for a couple months or whatever yeah, I gotta definitely. do, you recommend taking that jump?
1: Yeah, yeah. You got no choice. Really? You wanna change your life? You gotta change what you're doing.
2: Mm. But then also what makes me think is like, would you why would you wanna go put I mean, I understand it's a long term goal, right? Mm-hmm. But going to put yourself, shouldn't you stay like save up some money so you don't have to go put yourself in a situation where you have to go live in your car or you have to, you don't have a home, like be financially secure before you move out there.
1: Ideally. Hell yeah. But a lot of people, they get into the scheme and they're making money and they have their job and stuff and they can't leave it. Mm-hmm. They're like, damn, it's working out a little bit. So I'm not going to reach for this. This is, yeah. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. here. Yeah. That's another thing. But hell yeah. If you can get money before you move to any city, right. of course, that's a no brainer.
0: But there's probably a lot of lessons, valuable lessons that you learned just from struggling and the right. and stuff like
3: that. Yeah. Definitely you a lot you of You feel lessons. like that situation humbled you up? Like, yeah, I mean. From going, you know what I'm saying? Having a career to stay in the car? I mean, this is a thing that I didn't have a choice about. Yeah. But
1: yeah, it definitely humbled me. And then it really made me understand, like, when you see people, like, on the street and stuff, yeah, it might be me. Right. Yeah. So I don't, like, look down on people like that
0: or people having a hard time, you yeah.
1: know what I'm
2: saying? I think more of, empathetic.
0: I think a lot of society uh, assumes if they see someone out, that like, oh yeah, they're a drug addict. This nigga right. could be producing for Drake in like right. two, three years. He's yeah. going through some hard times as well. That's facts. People have hard times, and that makes you. You know what I'm
3: saying? What's yeah. a, what's the relationship with um with Quay Global? Quay? Like, yeah, and like, what do, what what part do you play in his career? Like Quay, because he he
0: has credited you and said that you're the you're the reason that he connected with Baby and QC and all that. He yeah, tells I about could that. say that. I mean, obviously, me and Quaid, we used to be at the studio at Apex, you know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: So, obviously, you know his team and everything. And basically, when I came to Atlanta, I was, uh, we was working, and I was getting them in the studio and stuff. And I was working a lot with Baby, and I really was tripping. I never do this again. Shout out to Quaid, though. I love him. But I was like, little Baby like to record at like 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 Yo, Briggs, where you at? Yo, Briggs, where you at? I'm in the bed, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, yo. Hold on, I got somebody for you. I knew Quay could handle it, obviously. And I, I called Quay and I was like, yo, Quay. If you go do this session, you ain't never going to be broke again. The little baby used to be in the studio. He having, he <laughs> he's paying me good. Yeah. But I'm already, I was already paid. So I was like, send Quay up
0: there, give him a chance. You know what I'm saying? And he knocked it out of the park. So when you said you were tripping, were you saying because you passed up opportunity? Yeah, and I, w- I was doing it often because
1: I was just, I was somewhat comfortable as well. I was just going to ask were mm. you comfortable. Yeah, and now I don't do that. Mm. I do it. I take all the opportunities now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was it that situation that made you realize or? No, it was just a combination of situations. Because it's like, I worked hard to get where I'm at and meet the people that I am. Like meeting the people that I've met, just like I met y'all, it came from, that small seed, you know what I'm saying? And then I it branched out. So to me, let's say to get in the studio with Baby, the all the stuff I had to go through to get there, and you could say any artist, and then i just be alley-ooping because mm-hmm. I don't be tripping, but I was tripping. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, now I don't sleep on my opportunities. When stuff come up, I don't like, be like, hey, yo, send beats for so-and-so. They want beats. I used to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'd be like, yo, so-and-so coming for beats, send beats. I'm on the beach. You don't do that? But anymore. now I'm in the studio. Yeah. You're in the beach. You yeah. The beach. I'm, you I, I don't sample. I'm not using anybody else's stuff. I don't do, I'm not doing any of that. Like, why were you why were you calling other people to send them beats in? Because I'm like, I felt like I was the plug. I'm like, I don't have to sit in the studio all day and make beats because I've already put in all of this work to get all of these connections. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's say it's a UK artist. I go out there. I pay my money to live there. I pay, I start from nothing and make something. Yeah. And then I help other people out as well.
0: But oh, maybe aren't taking those leaps and taking those Hell things. no. Right. They're getting free plays. Yeah. Like I mean, I know we're obviously a lot of these people are your friends and stuff, but you really, you probably really got to sit back and think like, hold on. I gave a lot of people free plays, but I mean, that's what a big
1: homie do as well. hmm You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I'm not going to never hold nobody back. I want niggas to win.
0: hmm
1: You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, I love seeing my niggas win.
0: Yeah. Have you ever signed any producers? No. No plans to or anything like that?
1: I did have a plan to, but now I'm like, I'm doing everything myself. Well, why yeah. not? I'm doing everything myself, bro. I'm not splitting my checks, right. I'm not <laughs> sampling, making all my own melodies, I'm making all
0: my own drums. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to sustain long term? Why not? Because, like, what if thug wants wants you drake like all these big artists that you work with they all need you at specific moments of time you know they're all working on their albums at once can you you can you can you can do all that why not
3: Mm.
0: i want all the bread i'm gonna make myself do all that (laughs) Mm. this is what
1: i do i don't have nothing else to do makes sense though i work in the off season and then so i have a pack i have a crazy pack Mm. you know what i'm saying Not right, when they call me, they call me. I have to make all the beats right now. I got the beats already. right, you got kind of emailing.
3: How how many beats do you think you make every week? Every week? Because I seen when you was going out of town, like, you really Mm -hmm. be, like, cooking packs, like. Yeah, I, bro. What I do is I might go two weeks without making beats, Mm -hmm. and then in that
1: next two weeks, I might make, like, 60 beats or some crazy amount of beats. I just get into this zone, and I just don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. Now they all finish, or they ideas? I would say about 60, 70% of them are finished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what do you do with the ideas? You send them out
2: to other people to collab on and work on them? People I trust, yes. Mm
0: -hmm. So what do you, in these these off weeks and stuff, when you're not making beats, what do you do? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Reading, traveling. Just enjoying my life. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Oh, like
1: non-work-related stuff? Yeah, I mean, meeting people. It's all work-related, but it's like, I can't, I can't. Say when the inspiration gonna hit me? Yeah, but now lately I've been making beats every day. Like that's 2018, mm. Mm. 2019. I'm doing like a 90 day studio challenge right now on Instagram. Yeah, talk to us about that. I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, so basically I was like, I'm just gonna do 90 days straight in the studio, like 90 days sessions. You know what I'm saying? And But they're working. It's gonna come out. You know, you can't beat the law of uh, attraction. Yeah, law of attraction. I'm just gonna put that work in, and then it comes back. It's
0: easy. I feel you. So are you? This is just something you're doing. It's not like you're inviting other producers to participate in the yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: inviting other people to do it because it's just something that need to be done. Like you got to put that work in,
0: and it just started on the first. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, like, no, 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 no. I'm on I'm on day eleven. now day ten, day eleven. now
0: So yeah, you know this episode. There'll still be some time, so make sure you go check out Bricks IG and participate in the challenge for sure. Uh, yeah. But speaking of studios, uh, we actually had a, um IG. Uh, we had put out some questions. Some, we had put out an IG for people to submit questions. And one of the one of the questions somebody asked is, for a producer that's unknown, has no connections and stuff, what steps can you take? How do you get into those sessions with artists and how do you start building those connections from someone that's at ground zero? I can tell you how I did it. I can't say how everybody can do it. But
1: how I did it was got in the studio. You know what I'm saying? I know that sounds very simple, but <laughs> I did whatever I could to get in the studio. If y'all need somebody to vacuum in the studio? I'm going to do it. If y'all need somebody to wash the windows? I'm doing it. Gotcha. I was in there cleaning the toilets.
0: Mm. You're so not I, afraid to take the intern route?
1: Hell no. Nah. That's like the best route. You build a foundation in that studio, everybody knows you. Mm. All the artists in Atlanta know me. Not from like that stage, but it's mm-hmm. just like, I was working with Future and like, just. This- Scooter, and, and all these people, and
0: I was just, like, the kid, new kid working, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so for someone that is taking the intern route, how can you avoid becoming that, oh, yeah, that's just the intern, versus someone that has a chance, of opportunity to play music, and, you know what I mean? How you present yourself.
1: Because to be honest, it was, like, five interns, but I'm the only one who turned into what I turned into. Everybody else is still kind of doing that. It's a mind state. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to progress, so... I wasn't going to let people look at me like that. And plus, I got... You know what I'm saying? You know where we from. So everybody... <laughs> if you just cool, like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. if you come in there like a nerd, like, yes, sir. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, oh, this nigga. Oh. Yeah.
3: So some, some people just don't get it. Some people just don't have it. How I, you feel? I can't teach you how to be a genuine person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? was okay. that?
1: Yeah. Um... I can speak on that some more as well. Yeah, go ahead. Talk to that a little bit about porn. Because it's like, if you want to meet these artists and get in these rooms, you have to put yourself in a position to get in the room. Mm -hmm. My position happened to be getting an internship. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you can make the most fireous beats in your life, and you and your grandma basement making beats, and it won't get anywhere. You could be the best producer in the world. And you just if you're not in the studio, you're not making yourself available for your sound to get out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You have to really. I mean, you've heard stories of people just commenting and getting in people DMs and getting the email and sending it or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't hate on these YouTube producers either. Like, let's say Cash Money AP or something. His beats was out there He was available to receive the blessings. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. But if you
0: just got your hands closed, you can't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We interview a lot of producers. We ask them advice that they would give to producers. And a lot of times, you know, we get a standard answer. Stay down, work hard, don't give up. Mm-hmm. And from what you just said, I, w- I was going to ask you, you think that's enough? And I don't think you think that's enough from by what you just said. You said stay down, work hard, don't mm-hmm. give up? Yeah, because I mean, like are... you could do that in your bedroom and right, like, yeah, I'm staying down. I'm yeah, working hard, making 20 beats a day, but they're not getting to nobody. Okay, let
1: me explain this game to you. The rap game is about dick riding. It's about clout and dick riding. Let me explain you why I'm saying that. Because let's say if you have, you make an 808 pattern, you make a beat. And Kanye make the exact same beat you made. His beat's worth a million, your beat's worth $10. Right. It's about dick riding. It's the same fucking beat. It's just like a white t-shirt and a Gucci t-shirt. So you have to build your brand. You have to build value in yourself. You have to be like, damn, I got to get a bridge beat. Even though, you know what I'm saying, you have to have great beats, but making beats so easy, a fucking cat can just make a beat. Like it's just you clicking some snares and clicking some, maybe I'm thinking like that because I've just been making beats so long, yeah. but anybody can just hop on the computer and make a hard beat. You can get loops, just, you got a hard beat, but that's not where the value is. The value isn't in how hard is the beat. The value is who made the beat. It's obviously going to be hard if that person made the beat because they built their brand and niggas yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? I would say staying down is basically my 90-day studio challenge. Staying down in the studio 90 days, putting in that work. In the other 90 days, I'm doing sessions with artists, and I'm going to get all those beats placed because mm-hmm. I have crazy connections that I just haven't tapped into because I've just been enjoying my life,
0: which I definitely don't regret,
1: shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of building your brand, your IG is definitely, you know what I mean, like definitely lit, you know what I mean? Definitely thousands of likes and thousands of followers and stuff, hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, Is there has there, has there been anything major that like you've done to like, or has it just been a slow grind? Just talk Man, about you that you got to
1: think, you talking about to get the clout? Yeah. I mean, you got to think I was with Doug every day for two years. He posted me, I'm in the videos, niggas know who I am. Like, it was crazy. We was doing a, a pop-up shop. And uh, niggas like yo, Briggs. Like it was hella fans and shit, and that people knowing me, I'm taking
0: pictures and signing shit. And I'm like, oh damn, because they knew you from Thugs. I got clout. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what that was the catalyst right there. Was was just kind of being around. I would those.
1: say, and I mean, I stay pretty consistent on Instagram. Niggas know what I'm about. I I, I put a lot of motivational stuff out there, and a, a lot of people gravitate towards that because it's just genuine stuff. You know what I'm saying? That it's not like you are basic like yo, don't give up. You know
0: what I'm saying? <laughs> Seems like every time you post, there's meaning behind it, too. Like, it's a quality yeah. picture, you know what I mean? With a nice caption. It's never just, like, on some random... And that's my brand as well.
1: You know what I'm saying? hmm I want mm-hmm. people to look forward to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. Because I'm giving out quality and some psychological, like,
0: nourishment with it as well. hmm so give us give the fans a couple little tips and advice. So maybe if you if you can't be blessed to be in the situation to be around a major artist and kind of you know what you I mean? can be blessed to do that. That's the whole point. That's the goal. Go do that. That's the, you want to be a super producer.
1: Work for major artists. Mm. How do you work for major artists? Get your ass in the room. Finesse. I don't know.
0: Finesse. Yeah. Intern. Whatever.
1: do Bro, listen. For me to get placements, do I know these artists? Of course I know these artists. But I still do whatever I need to do. I'll find out, okay, prime example, my boy Steve Habicky. I don't know if y'all know him, but we worked together five years ago. Okay, he's Sway Lee's engineer now. So I'm calling Steve, yo, Steve, if I get some beast of Sway, dog, I'll give you a percent. Mm. Or just any kind of end that you, yeah. oh, my cousin knows so-and-so. Well, tell your cousin, I get a nigga $100 if he get me in touch with someone. Like, just whatever. Just, I'll do it. I ain't going to say I'm going to do anything to get the placement, but you have to take the non-traditional. Everybody's sending beats to the mm. a
0: and their label and the email. That's cap. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying like the grind never stops. You don't reach a point where it's like, like you just, oh, I can get beats
1: any- to anybody, anybody at yeah. any time. I can't
0: get beats to anybody at any time. But
1: I had to do all of that work to get to that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? And you still got to work the relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to stay consistent. It's really about being in the room. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times it's about building relationships because it's like, uh, let's say I got songs with a certain artist, and I'm with them every day, and we're recording. They like, they're gonna make sure I get on the album. Mm-hmm. They're like, "That's my nigga." Like, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to just some random kid is, "Hey, check out my beats." Like, mm. I never actually had to do that. Like, be like, "Hey, check
3: me out. Hey, check out my beats." Like. I don't think anybody ever checks that, but the the producer community, I feel like, I feel like, it's the complete opposite of what he's saying. It's like when you send the beats and stuff, it's a real robotic. But people don't understand that unless they were an artist and see it from that point, you know what I'm saying. It's about so it's, you. Yeah, no, know. Okay, it's I about it like, like you can send somebody a beat and
1: they don't like it, but you can play them the beat in person, the same beat. Mm. And you're there, and they like, yeah, i fucking with this. Yeah. So like, pull that up. It's about you. It's you, your brand, all that. Mm.
3: That's
1: pretty deep. Let, let, let's just say this. Let's say I send you a beat, and it's not my beat, and you don't know whose beat it is. And you're like, oh, this shit all right. But then let's say I put you in the studio, and and uh, Wheezy's there. And Wheezy's like, yeah, this is my beat. And you like, oh, this shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. No, it's yeah. about... <laughs> building your brand you gotta have yeah. hard beats but I'm saying that's easy to do H- having hard beats everybody got the same drums everybody doing the same thing so that's easy that's nothing it's, it's about like
0: yourself yeah it's like dad shoes like Payless been having them for years <laughs> but in <laughs> nah, of <laughs> and Gucci started, nobody wanted to fuck with it Ex- that's exactly my point
2: <laughs> you said Payless Ben had the dad shoes you know what I'm saying though <laughs> Ben had them yeah
3: but they like oh Could've those got are Gucci
2: dri- though $20 damn yeah. super cat right
0: what is that? That's uh, branding. Yeah, branding, it's right? branding, right? It's Brandon. branding. The yeah. mm. whole thing is branding. It's that simple. And it's a, a 50% dick riding. But <laughs> yeah. It's branding. How would you feel about a producer um, maybe paying for a placement to get the ball rolling? Like, the, hey, you know what? I got a couple bands. You know what I mean? I can, I can call up like a Pablo Juan or somebody like that and get the ball rolling that way. I mean, but then you can't hold a gun to the artist's head like rap on this. I'm saying if you're willing to pay for it. I'm saying,
1: is it that's like buying a feature? Mm-hmm. Then it would be you featuring so and so, or you're paying somebody to send the beats to somebody. No, like I'm saying, you're paying the artist directly, so it's your song. Oh yeah, yeah, that works a lot. Like let's say, uh, my boy Jerm, Germ beats. I don't know if y'all know him, yeah, but Jerm. yeah, he got a Uzi song, and it's like him and Uzi, and then it just took off, and he's just he's lit. You know what I'm saying? That's always a good route. You saying like some DJ Khaled type, yeah, that type of vibe. But then again, it's clout. So if you're not anybody,
0: nobody gonna wanna hear it. But I'm saying you could still, if you're a hustler and you know how to market, you could be like, "Yeah, I'm such and such. I produce for this rapper," and then he, like you said, that's that brain. Oh, well, let me hear what you got. Then if, if bro's fucking with your beats, you know what I mean? That that can work. Yeah. Me, I was a broke nigga. I, I didn't. That was an option for me. Yeah, you know what I'm
1: saying? I had to put in the work. Yeah. I mean, I would never do that, but uh,
0: if it works for you, hey. You wouldn't even do it on like a, like a DJ Khaled way. Like, I'm putting out a Bricks album, a Bricks project. Bricks the man featuring. All it's these only albums. like less than a handful of people
1: that can pull that off successfully. Why you say that?
0: People don't care.
1: People want to hear the artist, people don't care about who the producer is. Yeah. They're just now getting popular producers, but people—the majority, ninety percent of people, fans don't care about who the
0: producer is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it That's could be—it could be a way to get some streaming money coming in. I don't know. No, I'm not opposed to it, but it's not for me
1: for sure.
3: Do you feel like sometimes when producers start rapping, do you feel like they're kind of trying to fill in the spot of the rappers? Or oh, when producers yeah, when start producers rapping, rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, and uh-huh. how do you feel
0: about that in general?
3: I can
1: definitely. Uh, understand when producers start rapping because it's like you get all the money to yourself. But sometimes it kind of backfires a little bit because some people are like, "I, I don't want to work with him because he gonna give all the best beats to himself." I've had that. For real. I have. I've seen that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, "How I'm gonna get the beats?" And you giving all the beats yourself. Yeah. The best ones. Which is, it's, you
0: know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> man, don't pay to have him on tour, man. He only gonna He ain't even pulling up his top ten beat, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro holding up. Which we call it? Um. And the, you know the one thing I, the biggest problem I got with producers that start rapping is they make this big campaign. They make this big. Uh... Keep going. They make they make this big um, what I'm looking for. You say campaign? Yeah, they make this whole big. Uh, what's the word I'm big looking deal? for? Big deal. Yeah, they make this whole big deal. <laughs> Man, I couldn't think of that. They make this whole big deal. Like, yeah, I'm rapping now. Projects coming out, and then they drop one song, and then mm-hmm. like literally it's over with. I can I can name five five producers right now in 2018 that did that. You know what I'm saying? Even Zaytoven dropped the album. But no, I'm talking about rapping. He really dropped a rapping album. While I'm like way back though, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Southside's doing it now. Southside's yeah, do yeah, like yeah. doing it consistently, though, I feel like. I know, that kind of like People still
3: don't, right? don't yeah, care. Because yeah, like, no, no, I like Southside's you know. image, too. So it's like, yeah. it's a hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And he got clout as well. Yeah. People still don't care. Though. And he's mm-hmm. believable. So it's like if Sizzle can't do it, then nobody can, right? I'm not going to say that, but it's just like, I- I'm not really qualified to speak on that because I never wanted to rap. Of no. course, I can rap and help because that's why I help artists put their bars together and stuff. But I didn't ever want to
2: be in the spotlight, so I can't understand that thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wanted to go back to something you said. We were talking about maintaining a relationship. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to? What, just like give us a little breakdown of what does it mean to maintain a relationship. What things you should be doing if you haven't seen this person <laughs> in a couple months? Like should you be DM DMing him just checking up on him, or how should I go about? FaceTiming them, sending him beats. Yo, I sent you pack.
1: Yo, I sent you back. Yo, I sent you back. FaceTime and pull up at the show. Mm-hmm. Get In the studio with
2: them. You know what I'm saying? How do you not like, how do you know when to push? Like people don't know when to push and don't want to be too pushy. Yeah. Versus like they don't want to not you're push enough.
1: If you have a relationship, your homies. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying call the nigga every day. You know what I'm saying? You my homie, I'm not gonna call you every day. Right. It's like I'm in three weeks later, I'm gonna hit you up. Like, Yo, well yeah, don't Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, don't be too pushy. You' gonna look lame. <laughs> Desperate, yeah,
3: definitely,
0: definitely don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's like calling a girl every damn day. <laughs> it's a fine line. What, what, what are some of your best advice um, on how to not be that guy? How to not just be overbearingly with the Yeah, beach. Like, oh my god, this dude, man, don't answer that <laughs> shit. You just gonna
1: blo- get yourself blocked. Yeah, or you're gonna look lame, and your value of your brand is gonna go
0: down. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I guess it's like, if you're that kind of person, you just are. I feel like people don't have to think about it. Like, you know what I mean? How can I not be an annoying person? You know what I mean? I can't help you with that. <laughs> A lot of people might need to start but thinking about But I have things
1: them. going on. Like, when I come back and holler at people, I'm doing, they know I'm popping. I've got other things going on. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I fuck with them. But if it was just me trying to work with this one person all the time and they're doing other things, they're like, damn, nigga, like, you ain't got nothing else to do. You mm-hmm. bother me all the time. Mm. That makes sense I've never been in that situation At least if I did I didn't know
0: I was in it yeah. So uh, Are you Are you signed or Are you independent I'm independent Independent Always mm-hmm. been independent mm-hmm. I Always playing I Had a couple of deals on
1: the table But I'm just like The things that the label Is gonna do for me I know all these I'm gonna give you Half of my money To get in this Producer ground interview <laughs> You
3: know
1: what I'm saying I'm gonna give you Half of my money To get in with niggas I already know Mm. That's cap.
3: Mm.
1: You, I say, like, taking a deal is great if you broke and you just have to take or you have a baby on the way, or you have it's a lot of things that would make someone take a deal. But me, I just feel like I'm just running down myself because I already know everybody. I put in all that work. I didn't put in all that work to give away half of my publishing for however many years,
0: 20 years, or however long they take it. Yeah. If you're patient enough to, to live in your car for a couple months, and you might as well be patient enough to wait on that bag, right? Right. Right. Because like a lot of a lot of producers we talk to, they say, you know, they end up signing pub deals and stuff like that, and the labels not doing anything, they're still doing the same thing. The like, labels don't do anything. Talk just, to us about that. But
1: you gotta you gotta understand. Obviously I had some deals on the table. So I was asking my producer friends, I call like London, I call like Tim, I call these people, and I'm like, What do you think, bro? Should I take this deal? This and this and that. They like me. Because what this is what I know for a fact. The label has, let's say Universal or whatever. They have 10,000 producers. Why are they going to give you the Beyonce situation? Mm. They're going to give it. The label, they play favorites. So it's like, this guy's bringing in the most money. We're giving him all the situations. Mm. You're producer number 9,999. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? But on my level, I'm producing no more, nigga. So I'm getting myself out of it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Can you think of any benefits besides? If yeah, you need, if you
1: need money, um, because it's a loan, you're gonna pay it back anyway and more. And then they're gonna take like a point of. Okay, so let's say you sign a five year deal. Okay, they're gonna take X, Y, and Z, whatever you negotiate through that five years. But then they also take it's either twenty or seventy years after they continue to collect another yeah. different portion of your bread. Mm. After, after 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 self, for sure. Because they own a piece of your master. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For everything you did in those five years, right? Exactly. Mm. So let's say if I know I'm going to, let's say I get a hit song. It's going to be through my connections anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to give you that unless you just need the bread?
0: Me, I ran my bands up, so I don't, I can look at it deal and be like, nah. So what about signing, is the same thing with signing to an artist or another producer, would you say? Like, like to a Mike Will or? That works
1: great for people. I'm saying labels. Labels in general. Labels, I think is, that's different because they don't have, they're not creatives. Mm. They're just like, how can I cash in on this? Yeah, Straight investment. business, right? Yeah, it's It's like, how can I... I don't want to say the vultures, but it's just like, how can I make money off you and do the lease? Right. And lock you in. Mm. That's just how I'm looking at the situation, but... I I was hanging out with labels, and, and I seen how they were running things and how things are doing, and I'm like, I could do that. They're just really organized, and then it's like, you have to do what I call, like, producer homework. You have to go register your songs. You have to... Make sure you send emails. I have a section of the day where I just do, like, emails and things like that. Yeah. Things that the
0: label would do, I just, it's like doing homework. Have you ever had any situations where songs were put out without you being paid in advance and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. How do you deal with those type of situations? Like, my biggest song was just leaked. You know, I had that song with Drake, 21 Savage, and Thug. Mm-hmm. I was I was in Miami. And the song was about to come out. We had just finished the paperwork. Well, we was in, in negotiation. And I woke up, and I just looked on the internet. Boom. It was there. I'm like, I start calling the label. Like, yo, this shit is, what's going on? They like, shit, we trying to stop it. I don't know. But then, obviously, it's Drake and all these big-ass artists. So everybody's uploading, uploading, right. uploading. it started stop spreading. That. I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. But that shit just take ever. Nobody
0: makes money off of it. You they just didn't take it put hell. the song out? It just stayed no, as a leak? just stayed in So you don't get none of the YouTube streams? It just or stays it? in
1: the air? No, because every time they upload on YouTube, it gets deleted.
0: Oh, okay. So let's say it gets five million streams deleted. But I'm saying those five million were still monetized. Like, someone got paid for those five million streams. Whoever uploaded it, The label exactly. probably just took
1: it off? I have no idea, bro. I just... That was a hard day for me,
0: because I was like, this
1: is going to be my biggest song ever right now Man. in my career. And... But I just learned after that that like you know, one song don't make or break you. So you know, mm-hmm. I came back with another one.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like a lot of producers have that mentality, like, oh I, I get a I get a placement with twenty one, I'm out of here. I get a placement with Thug, I'm out of here. I'm I'm straight for life. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whoa. Not the case.
1: Hell no, I ain't the case. Are you crazy? That's like saying you go and play basketball. And you make one shot, you don't win the game. It's mm. cap that's a long game, right? Yeah, but you have to continue to grind every day, and and you wouldn't even want that to happen because it'll take the fun out of it. Like, you want to have a reason to be producing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I like the grind. It's a producer grind. I love the grind. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? But let's say if you get like a crazy hit, hit, hit. Yeah, you'll be straight, like a number one. Yeah, you'll be straight for sure. Mm -hmm. I can't even say how much you'll make because it's all about negotiation and
0: splits and this and that. Let's say if you make a number one, but you use the sample, now you ain't making shit. Now, what if what if an artist, right? They you they you send them a beat, they use it, they don't put it on the platforms, but they put it out on like YouTube. Is a producer and they don't pay you or nothing? Do you have any leverage in that situation? Is there money for you to collect? What? There's definitely money for you to collect. What kind
1: of artists are we talking about? Major artists? Yeah, major artists. Major artists wouldn't do that. Because really? a major artist isn't in charge of putting his songs out. A major artist wouldn't go upload his music to YouTube because everything goes through the labels. But what if it has happened? I doubt any major artist is taking his music and going to YouTube and upload the label would take it down anyway.
0: Well I'm saying the label put it up. Who somebody the Oh, the label wouldn't saying? do that without having in the paperwork? For real. Without conversation, even without if it's not on platform, talking to the just the specifically YouTube, they wouldn't.
1: I've got paid for songs that go on Instagram clips. They have to come check with you first, because mm. the labels they don't want no smoke. You know what I'm saying? They don't want like you to start tripping.
0: Yeah. They're like, well, let's just pay this nigga, get him out of the way, and then whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if it does happen, what would you recommend? Reach out to a lawyer. Or- yeah. Especially it depends on how
1: big it gets and how much you care about this particular beat and is it helping you in any way? If it's right. not and they just eating off you then hell yeah, get a lawyer. That's just open the short case. They cease and desist, psh, Take take song off the radio, take a song of everything. You didn't do this and this and that. Mm. Or if it's making crazy bread and it's getting crazy, crazy big, you just chill out. And when it get crazy big be like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, nigga, we didn't do this, so I need ninety percent <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you got more leverage in that case, huh?
3: Oh yeah. I got a lot more to lose. So it's better to wait it out and not, you know what I'm saying, be an asshole about it. it depends on the situation. Don't go out like no sucker. <laughs> Don't do nothing, right? But... Yeah. I mean, in a situation where he's making money, like you just said, wait it out, you know what I'm saying? Something to do some turn up. By the seat, you know Let's say
1: your lawyer's $1,500. You're not going to go to bat over $1,500 and you're only going to make... I mean, you only have seven hundred fifty dollars in royalties all the
0: mm-hmm. Doesn't make
1: sense. But then it's it's about respect as well, and then it's about the it's about the label. Like I don't really see a label doing that. Independent artists might do definitely would do that, but I don't see a label doing that. Because they already they already know the consequences of that. I'm going to send my lawyer. Okay, shut down. Okay, why would they even waste the time doing that?
0: All right. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I got y'all got to ask me some real shit, dog. What'd you say? Y'all say? got to ask me some real shit. I'm, I got to get some game out. What's up, man? What should we be asking? I don't know, bro.
0: Pull that mic down a little bit. Keep
3: give on, us some man. game. What's the
0: best advice you could give to a producer in 2019? Ooh, okay. He went too deep then. <laughs> <laughs> or what's the best advice someone ever gave you? For the biggest lesson you learned in 2018. Yeah, yeah.
1: there's so much dog you just have to master your craft you know what i'm saying work at this shit every day if you work at it every day it has no choice but to come about because that's what you're dedicating your life to doing it you can't be like one foot in one foot out you know what i'm saying you really have to just buckle down and it's really not hard you just have to work your ass off and enjoy doing it at the same time because this is what you love to do apparently is music so it's not like you're just breaking your back but it's about mastering your craft and continuously making it new because the music moves so quickly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you if you start making beats for two years, you're gonna be so obsolete. Yeah. You have to, I, I every day or every couple of weeks, I have to listen to what's going on so I can stay up to date with the trends and this and that because hip hop is a very trendy music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something might be in this day and out the next. Like, I don't want to drop no artist names it's like you might be hot this year and next year nobody's it nobody care about you but as a producer you have to continuously keep up with that like let's say drake is a good example of that like he'll he's the hottest thing ever but he continuously updates his sound yeah, to stay
0: relevant and that's what you have to do as a producer mm. you know what i'm saying but how do you do that without just being a trend follower and like how like how do you walk that line where i'm Trying to, this is my sound, but it also stays updated and relevant. I think that's one of the biggest struggles, you know, because you got a lot of copycats. And this is what I would say. You have to ask
1: yourself, people have different, like, uh, what's the word? Motives, I guess. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to make money or do you want to make beats? You know what I'm saying? I like playing piano. If it was up to me, I'd sit and play my piano all day. I, I wouldn't make no trap beat. Just make, I just play my piano. That's what I like to do. Mm. Some people are like, yeah, I'm gonna like create this sound and change the world and this and that. That's fine. But you won't make no money until you change the world. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? You kind of want to stay in the limits, not in the limits, but you just want to make something that fits in the genre. You know what I'm saying? You can have your own sound, but don't go too far off. Because people are like, "What is this?" Like people, people like easy listening stuff. That's why they don't really care about lyrics no more. It's just about the beat. And then, you know, some people, whatever you doing an auto tune. You know what I'm saying? People don't want to think too hard. But that's why I got tired of that and went to the UK.
2: Because
1: mm. then mm. I can really expand my musical output. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I can do not whatever I want, but it opens it up like I can do a lot of I might not want to make trappies today okay I'm a Caribbean
2: beat and get a place for popcorn mm-hmm. so you're saying people don't they don't want to think too much it's like the emotional tolerance for music is a lot lower the intellectual tolerance mm. Deep writing interesting not everybody wants to hear some deep.
1: look words. at the content matter it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over that's another reason I went to the UK because I don't want to be making music to destroy black people or mm-hmm. the youth. Right. I don't want people mm-hmm. to get be hyped up to go kill somebody off of my music. Right. I don't want to use my gift from God to do that and cause harm in the, in the community. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have people talking about taking drugs all day on my beats and then I'm inspiring some kids to take drugs. Like, come on, that's right. not what I want to do it for. So that's have why. You
2: ever, have you ever had a situation where you had a beat with an artist and you, had a, you told them, like, this is what I want on my music? Like, as far as lyrical content? I mean, it depends on if I'm an engineer. I'd be like, yo, chill
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> I had some people just say crazy stuff, and I'm just like, you ain't doing that on my
0: beat. You might be good on their beat. But, you yeah. know, I have, like, a reputation. Mm-hmm. You
3: know
0: what I'm saying? What's, uh, from traveling the world, is there, what's something you've learned just about, like, maybe life or people in general? Humans, yeah. Yeah, humans and life in general, society. I would have to write a
1: book because it's too much to put in this little interview, dog. I learned. What's one of the most surprising things that
3: you learned? I
1: mean, the things that you learn is not so much stuff you can just put in a sentence. Right. What
3: other languages do you speak? Do you speak? In? Do you speak, I speak French. Je ne sais pas. Swedish.
0: British. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the accent when you're
3: <laughs>
0: fishing <and> chips. <laughs> Just you learn it everywhere you go,
1: I basically just learn who, what, when, where, ask questions left, right, here, stop, help, just to get, but now we got you know, obviously, you got the phone, so let's say I was just in uh Thailand and where was I? Vietnam and all these places for like the last two, three months, so i just type in my phone, turn the phone around
0: mm. <laughs> ain't really no talking
1: ain't no talking when you're in those places, ain't no talking, like they don't know what you're saying, you don't know what they're saying, ain't no
0: talking. <laughs> What's the? Is there, like, a main difference between America and the rest of the world?
3: Hell
1: yeah.
0: And what would would those differences be? America's a spectacle,
1: bro. What do you mean? Like, I didn't know, because we growing up here, like, in Atlanta and stuff, and everything around us is just normal to us. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it from the outside, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) This shit is out of control. Mm. Everybody, right. I had two guns on me at the studio all the time. (laughs) That's crazy. Bro. I didn't know it was crazy. We all got we all doing this and doing that, but this shit is out of control. They don't have that in the UK. They don't have guns and stuff and all this stuff that is going on here. It's totally different, bro. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What about when you look at the news? Is it still is it a spectacle too? Like does does the UK look at the United States as kind of like what the heck is going on over there? Oh we're all looking at the United States like that. Yeah. Come on, dog. <laughs> this
1: shit is a fucking like circus over there. <laughs> It's very crazy.
3: Yeah.
1: I wish I could expound on all that stuff, but I'm going to keep this shit. Right. We need a bricks book, man. I'm thinking about writing one, honestly. Sure,
2: man. Because
0: I just got a game. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you want to step into the overrated, underrated?
2: Yeah, let's go ahead. So we got a topic, or we got this segment. We're bringing it back. Everybody was asking for it. Yeah, man. Back by popular demand. <laughs> right, everybody. We was <laughs> trying to get rid of it, but they was like, no, we want it. <laughs> But it's We over- did it for y'all, man. We did it for y'all. Right. It's a overrated, underrated. We give you a couple of topics. You just simply tell us overrated, underrated. And if we want to explain, we'll go into it more. So, first topic on overrated, underrated. It's a pretty common one Nexus. Overrated or underrated? Necessary. Is it necessary? Necessary. Somewhat. In 2019. Right
3: now?
1: Okay. I mean, I have like one sound in like that that I use. It, um. Underrated or overrated, it depends on how you use it. You can make a f- hit song with Nexus. With just Nexus? Nexus was like the original, like Omnisphere. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the expansion. Yeah, and like ne- you was lit when you had, ne- if you didn't have Nexus, you weren't even making beats. No, nah, that's a fact though. That was like the Omnisphere of that little era. Yeah. Next. Still very useful though. I don't personally use it, I just use Omnisphere and things like that, but the quality omnisphere just kills Nexus. Mm. Mm. But let's say if you're an EDM producer, I mean Omnisphere still kills
2: Nexus too.
0: Mm-hmm. We need a Nexus 3. Right. They, they kill Nexus. Have, they're 3. gonna have to come with it. Right. I put shit, on man. shit on
2: everybody. I wonder if they got it in the works. All right. Next one, overrated, underrated. We kinda of already hit on this during the um during the interview, but we can go and elaborate more on it. Emailing beat packs out overrated, underrated. Necessary. This guy had whole new... We never heard that before. Yeah, necessary. <laughs> we, heard we heard it's not, not that, that deep. deep yeah. Why is it necessary it's... still?
1: If you don't have any physical connection with this artist, how are you going to get the beats other than the email? All right. Why would you not use the internet? You know what I'm saying? Shit is right there. It's
3: free. You can just send beats to anybody. Mm. Why wouldn't you do that? Okay. Maybe mm. from... Okay, the point of view of a producer who never goes to the studio sending beats, he never seen an artist face to face ever. None That's that. where your relationship come into play. If you don't got a relationship, when I send beats to people, I don't just send beats. Some people hit me, ask me for emails and stuff, and I'm
2: like. What you mean asking for artist emails? Yeah,
3: like, ask me for artist email, like yo. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I don't know how much I benefit that benefits you get on that. It's a shot in the dark.
1: But this is the thing. This is what I know for sure. If you don't send it, you got your hands closed You cannot. It's impossible for them to get on your beat mm. if you don't send it. Period. I feel that. Mm. So just taking a shot is better than just keeping the ball. Facts. You might make it. You mm. might be a hit. You have no fucking. You have no idea. Mm. Yeah. All
2: right. Overrated. Underrated. Now we get. Th- we ask this one a lot, but we get a bunch of different perspectives on it. But uh, how you feel about producers investing in jewelry? Or artists investing in jewelry, period, producers or artists. Producers. We'll do producers first. Producers first. Taste. Hmm.
1: Are you saying overrated, or underrated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say overrated across the board. You don't have any reason to do that. You're not getting booked for no shows or walkthroughs or why? Would you, why do you need that?
2: Mm. Before Yo. artists, you feel like it's necessary.
1: Yeah, yeah. They want to see that. They want. It's about jury now. You know what I'm saying? The fans want to see that. But the producer, you ain't got no fans, Nick. What are you doing it for? I mean,
3: producers yeah, got it's fans. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think got fans. I mean, I, mean has I, have a, I have a little bit of jury, but, but it's not necessary. It's overrated.
0: You don't think it helps with the branding? I mean, it obviously it does helps help with, it with
1: it. the branding because it, it
2: helps with the dig riding. Yeah,
3: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> but my beats don't sound better because I'm making them with a the Roland. Huh? If your, I mean, if Bex. your brand goes up though. To Instagram, dude. Yeah, yeah. You Got a fact. Right. To Instagram. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're, if you go if back, you got, to, if you got a nice full-on chain on, and you playing beats, people gonna take it more serious. That is a fact. That is a fact. But it's like, it's
1: did you make gay, this yeah. money off of your placements, or did you just go buy it? Because oh, okay. got like a, a chain like a and a res and a a record list is different. Mm. A, a producer that has a has a. Placements can come in and play beats And I don't care if you got a Lambo, I got out. Oh, right.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it's like you, second string cloud. And then like you <laughs> said, <laughs> not nah, real And then like you said in the beginning, you know, that five, ten thousand you spend on a chain you could probably definitely go towards better areas. Mm-hmm. If you even got it. That money gone, folks. What you mean?
1: If you spend $10,000 on a
0: train, that shit gone. You're not That's what I'm here, saying. Right? There's better areas in the beginning to spend that $10,000?
1: That's on equipment. Buy equipment? Mm-hmm. Or do like I do. I invest in my traveling because I get connects. I'm in Tokyo working on this guy's album. He signed to Columbia. Biggest rapper in Tokyo. Co. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm in uh, everywhere, bro. I've been in Australia working with artists. I've been in everywhere you can think of. I know all the artists, like all the labels. That's just because I invested my money into that. Now, if I want to make this kind of beat, I have an outlet for that.
2: As to where if I just live here, I have to do this.
0: Mm.
2: Did you ever engineer for the artists in Tokyo? Yeah. How does that go if they speak in a different language?
1: Vibes, bro. Music's universal.
2: Mm. So, so it's not...
3: What if, what if he, like... What if he say something wrong, but you don't even know he's saying it right? No, I have no, no like idea you... what he's saying. <laughs> no,
1: no clue, no clue. I have to ask... Like, type this, tell me what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I have no clue what I'm saying, but, I mean, he's the biggest rapper in fucking Tokyo.
2: I trust what he's doing. Yeah. So he's when, like he talk- fast, when he's talking, but when he's talking back to you, like, yo, play it back, he just used hand motions? Yeah, but I've been engineering so long, I just know what's going on. Right. Yeah. It
1: just
3: it just sounds so awkward. Like, you...
1: And you then it's, it's like, you? I've been doing it so long, I'm just used to
3: it, like... In the ways... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to... Um... Another thing on overrated, underrated, engineering for an hourly price. Overrated there or is. underrated? This is what I'm going
1: to say. Engineering is the day job of producers. The best day job you could have? Exactly. That was my day. I've never had a job, but that's my day job. I'm getting paid. I'm in the studio. All right. Meeting people. Yes. Right. Learning more and more each day. Mm. Especially if you have a great teacher or you have YouTube. And
0: you're surrounded by music
1: all the time. Yeah, bro. Engineering is the way in for some people. You've seen it work plenty of times. It's like a cheat
2: code. Okay, I can't even cap. (laughs) So underrated.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. All right. Then last one overrated, underrated Twitter. I don't use it.
1: I say overrated because it's like, what's the point with Instagram? I don't use Snapchat either. It's like obsolete. Like, what am I gonna do on
3: there?
2: <laughs> I'll say Twitter's underrated, though. I feel like we got we get people got, got to use it more.
1: I used to use Twitter, but then it's just like, like saying using like Tumblr or something. Like, mm. I made a hell of money off Twitter, but if you go on my thing, I haven't posted since like 2015. But mm-hmm. I haven't even checked it because my Instagram is just go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You say underrated,
2: I say overrated, but I say underrated. But I don't even use my Twitter though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, yeah, you got to use it more. Instagram's just more interactive. Like I can see what you're doing. I
0: can see this and that. Yeah, All right. We definitely get more engagement. We put ninety nine percent of our social media stuff into Instagram. And right. Yeah, Instagram's popular. Once in a while, I'll go on Twitter, but Twitter's cool though. Like you know what I mean? Because you can kind of more um, of, like expressive. You can be more different engagement. Like, I don't even have Facebook.
2: Right. Mm. I just made a Facebook Not too long ago I don't have any of that stuff I just got Instagram mm.
0: Hell yeah So man, what's your um? You got a New Year's resolution? Keep grinding Upgrade my hustle Switch up how I'm moving
1: Cause I feel like if you're doing The same thing two years in a row That's like obsolete That's like You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to continue To keep growing And doing new things Moving forward
2: that's pretty much my new New Year's resolution. Or well, something that you leave leaving in
3: 2018. Mm-hmm.
1: Leaving in 2018. A mm-hmm. lot of stuff, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff, bro. But I, I don't have to have a New Year's resolution. I damn not do a resolution every month.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm done with that. But is there something that you know, like, okay, I did this in 2018. I got this Got to stay back there.
1: I love independent artists, but working with independent artists. Mm, that's interesting. I just want to work with majors. All that like selling beats and stuff. I'm trying to get past that. I don't want to be up here selling beats in five years. And the only way to get past that is to stop doing it and do. Mm-hmm. That's why right now. I might be, I'm making like, let's say I was selling hella beats on the internet. Right. And now I stopped oh. selling beats on the internet. Kind of. But I, I stopped focusing on that. And I might be making less money now because I cut off that source of income, but I'm I'm putting all my money into working with majors. Because mm-hmm. it'll just come back so crazy. As opposed to like selling beats, and that's your main focus. That's like you're getting the money, you paying your bills, you're getting the money. It's never like mm-hmm. you're not going to make a million dollars off of selling beats. You're not going to sell one beat to this nigga and then you make. $200,000 in royalties
0: you can only do that with major Cool. Mm. Yeah, mm. dude man appreciate you pulling up no thank y'all bro I appreciate it right, bro my god right, another dope episode man yeah. 2019 we coming back strong bet 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 hit that subscribe signing up peace